Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast. So um, this episode is going to be about my time in Manchester and I'm excited to talk about it because it is one of my, well, it's my favorite city in Europe for a lot of different reasons. Um, I have a lot of great memories here and just kind of the feeling that you get when you're in Manchester. I think um, this... I think this city has a lot of things to offer uh, and has a lot of resilience. Back in March of 2017, there was a terrorist bombing that happened in this city um, at an Ariana Grande concert. And it kind of, I feel like, shaped the city in in, in a certain way. And so I'm going to be talking about that a little bit in my podcast also about the regular other stuff but this podcast is going to be a little bit more serious and it's going to be in kind of in a different direction going in a different direction when when i'm used to talking about especially when i get into the manchester bombings and um kind of the aftermath i was out there uh the first time i went to manchester was that same year of the bond bombing um just a few months out in november and I, or sorry, December, I was out there December for the first time. So it was March all the way to December. And you could definitely still feel the energy was kind of off in the city, but it was kind of powerful in them in a weird way. If you ever go over to Manchester and you talk to someone about the bombing, the, the town is small enough that they probably knew someone or knew of someone that knew someone that was part of the bombing that had passed away. So I feel like it really connected the city. And I will uh, kind of express to you how I felt when I was out there, especially after all of this. And and we'll uh, continue and carry on. <laughs> so the first time I went to Manchester was in December of 2017. I went there uh, during the middle of my London trip. Y'all remember my London trip? I know, or all three of them. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, right in between my two London trips, I mean my two London days, my friend Tall was like, hey, you're going to the UK? Come visit me. Come visit me up in Manchester. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I am, a, like, it gives me an opportunity to go visit another city. I am not, like, in love with the idea of spending more time with Tal. Uh, if you guys remember, me and his friendship was super rocky the whole time we were friends. And this was after the Barcelona trip. So I was like kind of debating it. But overall, even even having to spend time with Tal, I feel like it was uh, a really good choice, especially since I fell in love with the city. So I do appreciate Tal for uh, getting me to like come up to Manchester to come visit him while he was visiting some family there and some friends so I'm like okay I'll do it in the middle of my London days so I was in London maybe the 26th of December and then the 27th I went to Manchester and then I came back the following day and then the day after that I went to Berlin 
Okay, so it's kind of a crazy little trip that I did. So I'm up to uh, Manchester. I'm going up to Manchester, and all of these little country boys, you know, me on grinder, just on on my little train, you know, just getting around, and all of these little country boys uh, from the UK start messaging me. They're they're from little villages. Um, and they're all like, hello, what you doing? You're right, mate. <laughs> and I, I honestly, you know, obviously, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Grinder allows like voice messaging. And so it was like really interesting to like hear all the different accents of all these different, uh, like British people. <laughs> and so on the way up there, I swear it was awesome. I got hit on a ton by a lot of different people. And it was just uh, a great time up to, uh, just on that train. I think it was two hours and a half to get up to Manchester from from uh, London, so it wasn't too bad. And so I'm, um, you know, talking to all these country boys, and I finally like roll up into uh, Manchester, and it's a like I uh, first impress first impressions goes. I was not really like, eh. It was okay. Like, it wasn't my, visually my favorite city to go visit. Um, I got there and I, Tall is waiting for me at the train station. And I'm like, oh, hey, Tall. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm already having a great time. Um, but anyways, I met up with Tall and we went over to his friend's place. And he's, it was a Thursday night, so it really wasn't anything special. Or, yeah, it was like a Thursday night. And we were walking. And they're in Manchester, they have all these little canals. And they have a... That's a, the, the, the street where gay villages called Canal Street. Um, and the gay village is this little area in Manchester, uh dedicated to the gays <laughs> and it's on canal street a lot of people block the sea when they take their pictures this is anal street haha ha, i did it i know i'm i'm original and it was just a uh, cute little town um i while we were walking over there uh back to his place from the train station i was kind of like so this is like the famous city everyone's talking about and he's like yeah yeah it's it's um it's a really nice city like it doesn't have much but it's it's really really nice and you feel like i feel like it's like a beating heart there that it's just filled with such kind people and and they that you could really tell that they love and that was kind of the survive of the city it really was like it was very friendly it was very kind and there is something really unique about the feeling of being in Manchester. Well, in my opinion. So we went over to um, Tall's friend's place. We went and I met uh, two of his friends because we were staying over at their flat. And uh, they were cool. <laughs> they were better than Tall, so I enjoyed spending time with them. So... Um, we started to get ready to go out or I guess, no, we went out and looked at the, the city itself and went, he, he tall showed me around where just like anything historical was, um, it wasn't much. They have a cute little like castle in the middle of the street. I mean, in the middle of the city, uh, Manchester, I'm like, I, for it being my favorite city was probably one of the most cities as well like i i i i for someone that travels goes to a place 
just so I can um, get the vibe of the people. I'm more of someone that is wanting to go to a place to meet people, and I felt like I really did in Manchester. Um, the city itself is okay. Like, I have definitely visited other more beautiful cities like Prague, but Manchester is just a great vibe. It's a good time. Um, the nightlife there is fantastic. Um, so I went and just looked around. Uh, he showed me around the city a little bit. Uh, the city's not very big, so we probably did it all in one day, really. And I was only there one day. And then we went back to the flat and started to get ready to go out. Um, it's Thursday, though, so it wasn't going to be that busy. So we got ready and we head out. We went into all of the... We went to Gay Village, of course. And we went into all the little, uh, little clubs and bars that they have there. They have something called G-A-Y. Um, they had... Eagle, which apparently is really famous because we have some in New York and I think in San Francisco. But that's like a nude bar place or a cruising bar, I guess is what they call them. And we um, spent some time there. If you guys remember my story in Barcelona, uh, at the Eagle Bar is where I was talking to that guy who was the model that was modeling in those underwears. And I was like, oh, yeah, I... I'm familiar with your work and they everyone just laughed because he was actually a porn star that happened that night with Tom um, we went into this place called the New Yorker and the New Yorker was it was cool it was like a, a, a what's it called a, a drag bar and I walked in there and um, the, the drag queens were doing drag. And I also swear that I saw some of the RuPaul's Drag Race UK there. Um, not any of the ones that have made it to the top. I actually uh, don't know who's made it to the top, really, really. But I don't think any of the ones that I saw there have made it to the top. But it was a really cool thing. Now, now that I think about it, like looking back, I'm like, um, oh, I saw these drag queens right where they were uh, just doing little shows at the New Yorker in, in Manchester. And now they're in RuPaul's Drag Race UK, <laughs> so that was that was amazing. It's amazing to to see that. And then um, sometime during that night, because we were there for a couple of hours, they started to play Ariana Grande um, one last time. I think it was, and that, I think that was the song that she uh, she started to sing for the. Manchester One Love concert. I think that was like the song she dedicated to Manchester and everyone was just kind of like there and just like it was like became almost silent and was just kind of hard like like it was everything was at perfect harmony and I think that's when I fell in love with Manchester. I was just kind of like oh wow look at look at all of these like people coming together and uh, really just listening to this Ariana Grande concert and I mean concert Ariana Grande song and so we were just there everyone was just kind of like one last time I need to be the one who takes you home and it was just it was just beautiful it was really really great it was that was at that point I was like I love this city this city is so united it's great and no, like, no soccer references. Haha, <laughs> Manchester United. <laughs> um, I'm surprised I even know that. I don't know. I'm not a 
I'm not a football fan or soccer fan. Anyways, um, getting back to my story. After that, we went back to the Canal Street because it was so gay. Gay Village is on the Canal Street, but it goes up a few street, a few streets. So we went up three streets to go to the New Yorker. And then we went back down to um, the Canal Street. And there was a, a picture with a guy on it. And I went up to it and it happened to be a picture of Martin Het. He was one of the victims from the Manchester bombings and he he had a quote on his head and it was like be like Martin or something like that and it really really touched my heart <laughs> I'm gonna cry thinking about it I have never connected in such a way with the city I, I, I felt their pain I felt their happiness I felt their resilience and that's what I really liked about Manchester on top of the people that I met there uh, and got to got to know, I really got to feel what how brave the city is and how amazing one city could get together and fight through what happened. And it, it felt really, really great. And so I, it's, I, I fell in love with Manchester the, the, the very first night I went there. And so I, when I was out there, um, I really wasn't expecting much. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, a little, little day trip from London to go visit a, a not so good friend, and then I'll come back and enjoy the rest of the time with, um, with my manzies, you know, my London boy. But then um, something weird happened. I fell in love with the city and I just, I was like, I gotta come back. I gotta come back and spend more days here. Not with Tall, because Tall was just the same old typical douchebag that he is. But I, at that point, was like, I will be back and I will um, come see this city again. This brave, resilient city. So I um, grabbed my stuff. Well, I went back with. Uh, tall and I was like okay gotta pack again gotta go back to London tomorrow and he's like ah oh, man I'm sad you didn't stay longer and I'm like me too um, but I didn't want to ruin the city spending more time with tall there so I was just kind of like yeah me too <laughs> and then got on the train the next day and left to go back to London and then spent that beautiful day with uh, with um, my London boy it was absolutely breathtaking uh, the city not in the sense that it was beautiful but in the sense that the the breathtaking emotionally if that makes sense it was just kind of a place you can go and really uh get to know the people get to know the city get to know the culture the british culture a lot better than you could in london so um the next little part of my podcast i am going to dedicate to the manchester bombing um victims because I really felt like it was my home that was attacked after I, I, after the three times that I've been there, I really do feel like it was my home that was attacked and it was a place where I fell in love. I could, I could see myself moving there in the future and just kind of having a really great time and loving living there. But I do dedicate um, 
my next little portion of this podcast to the Manchester bombing victims and also to Manchester City for being absolutely wonderful and being resilient, as resilient as it is. So um, this is for all of the victims. So right now, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the people who were uh, killed during the uh, Manchester bombings. If this is too much for you, you can skip ahead. Um, This is probably going to be about five to ten minutes of this podcast. I dedicate it to them, uh, these brave, beautiful people. (laughs) And... uh, I'll start now. So if you are not wanting to listen to this, you don't have to uh, skip ahead five to ten minutes. And I promise you the next story will be everything you're expecting from my podcast. So this next portion is dedicated to the Manchester victims. Safi Rose Ruzos, eight, was the youngest victim. She was killed after becoming separated from her mom and sister at the venue. Martin Het, 29, a Coronation Street superfan with a tattoo of Deirdre Barlow, was due to go on a two-month trip of a lifetime to America. Georgina Callender, 18, met Ariana Grande backstage at a previous gig and was the first young person to be confirmed dead. She died in, she died in hospital with her mom by her side and was described as a girl who lit up the room. Olivia Campbell, 15, brought Good Morning Britain host Susanna Reed to tears when her mom Charlotte appealed for information on her whereabouts. Elaine McLiver, 43, an off-duty police officer, lost her life in the terror attack. Her husband and children sustained injuries from the blast. John Atkinson, 26, from Radcliffe, was the third person to be formally confirmed as dead. He was described as an amazing young man with a beautiful soul. Kelly Brewster, 32, a Sheffield from Sheffield, died trying to shield her 11-year-old niece, a pal said. She ran to shield Holly from the blast as best as she could, threw herself in front of her. Allison Lowe, 44, and friend Lisa Lees, 43, were killed when they arrived to pick up their teenage daughters who were later found safe. Marcin Kills, 42, and Angelica Kills, 39, were killed as they waited for their daughters, Patricia and Alex, who were not hurt in the attack. Nell Jones, 14, was confirmed dead after her family spent 36 hours searching the city's hospital for her. Jane Tweedle Taylor, 50, from Blackpool, was killed as she arrived to collect a friend's daughter from the concert. Michelle Kiss, 45, from Blackburn, attended the concert with her daughter. Sorrel 
Leksikowski, 14, died with her mom and grandmother at her side. Chloe Rutherford, 17, and Liam Curry, 19, a couple from South Shields, were remembered for in a heartbreaking joint tribute from their families after being named. They were perfect in every way for each other and were meant to be. Elide McLeod, 14, was confirmed dead by her parents after days of frantic searching. Her pal Laura McIntyre, entire 15 was found alive but was treated for serious burns wendy fowell 50 a mom from leeds was picking up her children with a friend when hit when the blast hit she was confirmed dead after a desperate appeal to find her courtney boyle 19 and her stepdad philip tron 32 were also the subject of a facebook appeal uh, for information lasting several days before it was confirmed that they had lost their lives. Megan Hurley, 15, was the final victim to be named. The Liverpool schoolgirl's school brother sustained serious injuries from in the blast. Now, a moment of silence for this terrible attack. Much love goes out to Manchester. Thank you for being the greatest city I've ever visited. <laughs> you showed me a lot of things at a lot of different places that I visited didn't. And thank you to everyone that helped out at the Manchester bombings. You were great to the taxi drivers that took people around for free. Amazing. Amazing how one city could get together and create some magic. Now, continuing forward onto my next couple of stories of Manchester. All right, everyone. Um, time for my second trip to Manchester. So, this time, um, we were... I was with the Korean man the second time I went to Manchester. We were just in Glasgow and it was our very last day of our whole trip in Manchester. So the reason why we went back to Manchester was because the flights were a lot cheaper there than from Glasgow. So we would have stayed an extra day in Glasgow, but um, since flights were cheaper from Manchester, we decided to go from Manchester back to our original um, destinations. So he was going to Bologna and I was going back to Madrid. Um, but then I was like, I'm going back to Manchester. Let me stay a little bit longer with my friend. So what you guys don't know is I have a friend uh, in Manchester that isn't connected with Tom. The reason why I have this friend, because if you remember from an earlier story, I have a friend named Lindsay. 
So, Lindsay and me moved to Spain together. And uh, when we moved to Spain, she was set, she set like camp in a place called Galicia. And she was in the small, dank ass little town called La Rioja. No, wrong. <laughs> Aguarda. So I got her all the way to Aguarda. So while she was out there, uh, there was another girl who was also doing the same program we were. And she's British and she's from Manchester. And we'll call her... Oh my gosh, I had a name for her picked out, but I don't remember what it was. Um, Alyssa. We'll call her Alyssa. So... Um, so Lindsay, so Alyssa, uh, is going to the same little town that, um, my friend Lindsay was going to in Spain. And so I helped Lindsay, Lindsay, no, I helped Alyssa also get to the small little town. It was kind of like a really confusing way because I had to fly into a place called Vigo, Vigo, and, um, then take a 45 no, an hour and a half bus ride south. So they were right on the border of um, Portugal and um, and Spain. So they were right on the border there. So they were like the top, uh, the bottom. Uh, how do I explain it? So if you've ever seen Portugal, it's kind of like a rectangle. And uh, on the top left of that rectangle, if you cross the little river, uh, El Rio Minho, you get to a place called Aguarda. And Aguarda is where Lindsay and Alyssa were stationed. And so I, that's how I met Alyssa. And then um, later on, I went to go visit my friend Lindsay and I spent like five hours with Alyssa. So um, I. I posted on Facebook. I was like, hey, is anyone uh, in Manchester that will let me stay with them for a couple of days? It'd be so great. And then Alyssa was like, yeah, please come stay with me. And I was like, yeah, I can stay with Alyssa. I don't have to pay board uh, or living and board. That'd be great. So I went over to, oh, let me, let me backtrack again because I need to go and say goodbye to the Korean man. (laughs) So, um, we went to Manchester, uh, right after Glasgow and, uh, I had already plans to stay with Alyssa. And so the Korean guy, the Korean guy was like, that's fine. Like, um, stay just i will buy your plane ticket back home to madrid just whenever you decide to go back that's part of the agreement and i'm gonna hold up to it so he bought me a plane ticket about three days after i had uh uh, we had finished our journey together so it was september 21st 2018 and um i think i had just celebrated my year in spain or in europe but i wasn't in spain per se because i was traveling around with the korean man it's cool experience is amazing so um i uh we we went to manchester for a night for a day and uh we really didn't do anything we were exhausted we were tired of each other and it was it was a, it was time to for us to separate. We had a good time. We had a good run, but it was time for us to say goodbye. So he paid me my uh, what he promised he was going to pay me, uh, 
And he, for honestly, he didn't just he didn't need to pay me anything. Uh, I just told him that I couldn't live like I needed to work and make money. So as much as I wanted like a free trip, I just couldn't like realistically not make any money this month. And and he equaled what I was making. <laughs> uh, he actually paid me a little bit more, but he he pretty much uh, paid me for the whole month of us traveling, uh, me teaching English, and then also a couple of more, more money on top of that. So it was, it was quite a, it was a quite a good, it was probably the best pay that I had while I was, while I was out in Europe was working with him. Um, but I was saying goodbye to him. Uh, we, it was kind of awkward <laughs> because like I gave him a hug when his Uber came and picked him up to take him to the airport. But I, I was just kind of like, I just spent a whole month with this man. Like this, like me and him became such good friends. We were all we had throughout all of Europe. And now it was it. It was it was a whole month together, August twenty first to September twenty first, and it was just kind of surreal to say goodbye to him. He was going to head back to uh, Bologna and then back to South Korea, uh, and I was just kind of like, this is so weird because now I uh, I have to say goodbye to you, and I spent almost like literally twenty four seven with you, and this is just so crazy. So I. Uh, said goodbye I was just kind of like okay well it was great um, spending time with you they gave him a hug he got in his little taxi and left and that was the last little bit with me and him I still had a full three days in Manchester and I was excited because I didn't have to pay for the trip to come here and um, so I was just kind of like okay uh, I went back into my Airbnb because we still had a few hours on it and I fell asleep because I was exhausted spending all of that time with one person and just walking around everywhere um, and, I, and I finally got to rest after I said goodbye to the Korean man so after that um, I went into um, Manchester proper, the, the center of the city, and I was looking like a bum. I'm not going to lie. My hair was not on fleek. So I went in and I found and I Google searched like a barber and I found one and he was the coolest guy ever. And they accepted Discover credit card, which was wild. Nowhere in Europe accepts discover credit card but in this little uh, um this little barber shop they did and i went in there and i was like hey with my little discover card like hell yeah i can definitely pay for things in here <laughs> so i got i got a haircut it was the coolest coolest guy i've ever met in my life he had been to the states before and we were just talking and he's like what are you what what, what are you doing here <laughs> Uh, they they have the weirdest accent in Manchester, by the way. It's just so weird, but I love it. And we were just talking about everything. He just also happened to be a gay guy. We added each other fr as friends on Facebook. He was married, uh, had been married since he was 18. This is a crazy little story because that doesn't really exist, like, 
anywhere else in the world but Utah when you get married at 18. But him and his uh, co-worker were there. And then I, I tipped him, I think, 10 pounds, which is wild because the haircut was 20. So I, I, tipped, I gave him a 50% tip. But he was such a cool guy. Uh, and, you know, I'm American. I got to tip. And so I... Um, I was out there hanging out with this super cool dude and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I don't have time this trip, but definitely when you come back to Manchester, um, please come hang out with me. And like, cool. And I did go back one more time, but I never hit him up. Uh, I guess a friendship lost, but I still see his posts on Facebook. If you need a barbershop, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, give you a, give me a, uh, give him a plug. His, um, his is right in front of his his place is right in front of the I want to say museum or like a castle. <laughs> uh, it, oh shit, I can't, I'm very bad at plugging, I guess. But he has a really cool barbershop in front of either a castle museum or a tower museum. You're gonna see it in my picture here, my little little picture for my Manchester. It's gonna be me next to a uh, bee and it's a rainbow bee. And then behind that is the castle museum that I'm talking about. So right there, just right in front, it's, it's a hidden little gem um, and uh, poop. I do not remember his name to save my life. But Corey, Corey, his name is Corey. Please, if you're ever in Manchester and need a nice little hairdo, go check out Corey in front of that museum castle palace thing that they have in Manchester. And you will not regret it. <laughs> so, anyways, I got my haircut from him. Super cool dude. Check him out go over there and then i went to tgi fridays why i don't know i was kind of like uh i'm just gonna have some random ass american food and i went in there and the the waiter i just love it here because everyone's just kind of like like looking at me like what is this like american by himself doing here and and the waiter was like oh where are you from i'm like i'm from the states and he's like oh what part i'm like from utah i'm like oh i've i've never visited the states i've never left london i'm sorry i've never left england I'm like oh yeah well you should <laughs> go travel it's been great um but i i i adored it adore manchester i just met so many people and so, um, after that, uh, my friend, um, Alyssa, my friend Alyssa sends me a text. She's like, Hey, I'm ready. Come over. Like I'm home. Uh, she was, uh, at the uni and, um, she was, uh, not available for me to come see her until later. And so I, she finally sends me a message giving me the okay. So I get in my little Uber and I get down to um, where she's at. It's not anywhere near the center. It's like 10 minutes south, 10, 15 minutes south in the car. Uh, easy Uber drive, not too expensive, but it's, it's, you know, not where I was the first time I went to Manchester, but I'm not complaining. Uh, it was a literal literal student college town um just a bunch of student housings everywhere which really cool so her house was connected to another house and they left like the middle of uh the middle door open between their places because they were sharing backyards and so they would just go in and out of each other's apartments they were really close friends 
I met a lot of really cool uh, people, and everyone like was when I w- would walk in there, they'd be like, "Oh, you're you're um, you're Alyssa's." uh american friend we've heard of you we've heard of you and everyone was just like excited to have an american there that lasted like two minutes i swear and then everyone got on with their lives <laughs> um they were throwing a party it was i think friday night and they were throwing like this uh, big party and we it was a, a wrestling match maybe mcgregor i think it was a, a wrestling match night and so we we had like a big party at their place and um so i went over there and we were just like hanging out at this party i offended a girl because she was from she was from like if you've ever seen Jordy's show they go they go talk like this and i was mimicking the accent and she's like um, she at one point just t- stops and turns away and I'm like oops I offended her because she's from Geordie Show herself don't remember her name she's irrelevant <laughs> and my friend Alyssa starts off and she's like she didn't need to, to get that way we all know you were joking and I was like yeah I thought British people had humor I guess not um, but she was upset and Alyssa and me were like whatever so later that night they give me this like metal container and I look at him like what's this and they're like so you suck on it and you count backwards from 10 or something and I'm like okay like w- w- is this like uh, a drug and like no it's it's not really I'm like okay I trust you guys um, so I grab <laughs> the thing and I open it and I put it in my mouth and I go 10 and then my head no joke feels like it's floating in the air and then pop and I came back down to earth I don't know what that was <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was a drug <laughs> I, I looked at them like that was the coolest experience of my life <laughs> Um, and they they called it something. I think we have it in America and we call it something else, but I, I have no idea. You guys can ask my friends because I have no idea. And so um, I, it was floating, 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 pop. I think I did it twice or three times that night. Um, after that uh, party thing, everyone was kind of dispersing to go out. And I was like, I'm really feeling like the gay village tonight. So I... I call i talked to my friend and she's having like issues with her uh boyfriend and then she legitimately just leaves and goes back with her parents to her parents house and i'm just kind of like well i feel a little awkward because i'm staying in her room she okay guys i only know that i only met this girl five hours back in um Vigo and she's letting me sleep in her bed she's letting me like take over her room she is fantastic thank you Alyssa you are amazing uh, but she like goes oh she goes back to her uh, parents house because oh yeah I forgot to mention this her boyfriend and her are living in the same house <laughs> so she was sleeping with her boyfriend while I was there and then they got into an argument and she went back to her parents' house. And everyone in the everyone in the house is like, don't worry, it's okay. This happens all the time. We know that you're here. We trust you. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I went to the gay village. And... 
and <laughs> um, I was I was just kind of looking around, seeing what was there, um, and. I honestly, it was one of the greatest times of my life. Um, so I went into this uh, club called GAY, and um, I went upstairs, and we were, I was dancing up there, and then there's uh, the Greatest Showman. They have the song called um, Oh my God. Uh, this is us or this is me this is me i think this is us is like high school musical but this is me and um when that song came on i've never even watched the greatest showman but manchester loves the greatest showman everyone just know that and so they were um everyone stopped and it was kind of like an all the whole club just stopped and then everyone started to sing and it was unison and it was perfect everyone was like this is me. This is who I am. Like, it was kind of like a declaration. I'm just like, what, what city is this? Why am I feeling so great here? Why is like, like all of this? I wish I knew the lyrics to join into the song, but everyone was just living for this moment. And, um, and so, uh, it was just there being in the moment, um, being with all these people and, uh, it was just amazing. I, I remember being like so empowered that night. Like, fuck yeah, I'm gay. Fuck yeah, I'm proud of who I am. And I think that's how I ended the night. I after that happened, I went and grabbed my. Um, I got the, the Uber, went back to my friend's house, and I stayed the night there without my friend, which is weird. It was pretty late too. Um, also. Let me tell you the story about a girl named Lucky. <laughs> now, let me tell you my love story in Manchester. I haven't mentioned it yet. So, we're going to call him Liam. And Liam, I met the first time I was in Manchester, kind of. So, me and Liam matched on Tinder. And I was like, oh my god, this guy is so cute. He's handsome. He has dark hair and green eyes that's my thing if you have dark dark hair and colored eyes ooh, you are the love of my life i swear and he was just this absolutely stunning guy and i added him on snapchat and he added me and i sent him a message like hey and we started talking through snapchat and i the from the first time i went to manchester to um the second time i went to manchester we had been sexting and we had been like talking for months no joke months and then i was coming back to manchester he's like cool like come out come meet me i'm like cool so i on that next following day i met up with liam and it was amazing like me and him as far as like connections go it, there wasn't really one. He was kind of a tool. I would That's how I would describe him, like a tool, like a fuckboy. Um, he was checking out other guys when we were on our date to Nando's. Uh, he, like, was sweet, but, but I could tell he, like, he was interested in me, but, like, also he wasn't that important to him that to be there. So it was just kind of like a weird date, but... I, we were just so attracted to each other and, you know, 
Um, I felt like it was going to be just a one-time thing. Like, I knew. After after we had, like, our little uh, dinner date, I guess, to uh, Nando's, um, we went back to his place, and he's like, do you, do you want to watch, like, a movie or something? And I was like, um, yeah, sure. So we were going to sit on the couch, <laughs> and he goes, um... Oh, all right. Well, what you feeling? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, ah. and he's like, do you just want to go to like the bedroom? <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, whatever. So I, uh, we go in there. Uh, we start walking to his bedroom. And no joke, like even before we like got to his bedroom, he was already taking off his clothes. And so I was like, okay, me too. So I was taking off my clothes and we got into our undies and we jumped into bed and then we started to make out but like guys ugh, like straight out of a porno i swear god i've never had such passionate ass sex in my life like it was like hair grabbing i i i legit like fantasize about this this whole sex experience with him because it was like our, our like hair pulling our teeth like we just couldn't get enough of each other and uh and it was just kind of like an explosion there's fireworks there was um th- more fireworks <laughs> it, i i just it was just passionate and sexy and um and it was just kind of the best sex that I've ever had. Other than the guy from London. He pleasured me better. <laughs> I know this is a, this is such a funny thing to be talking about on, on a podcast. But he pleasured me better. But this guy, it was just passionate. Like, oh, hair pulling. Uh, a little bit of like tossing around the bed oh girl the things we did and like i also he was the biggest penis i've ever seen and that for me it doesn't really mean anything um other than the fact that i deep throated it <laughs> all the way down the, i remember like he was like whoa like i don't know how British guys suck dick, but girl, Venezuelans, Americans, we be sucking dick real good. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, I after like he came, he's like, "Look at what you did. It was great." And I was like, "That was such a good time. Like, it was amazing." And so after, like, he's like, "Do you want to cuddle for a little bit?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I uh, cuddled with him and. We were, we fell asleep for like three hours and we woke up and then we talked for another three hours. I, I went on the date with him like at one and uh, like it ended at nine. <laughs> so I was with him for a long time and um, we were just in his bed talking, 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 talking and just like just having a great time I, I have never like after sex you know like had like a conversation it was it was really nice um like he was still a tool because he eventually ended up ghosting me and that's okay because i knew i knew what this was um 
but uh we sat and talked for three hours we talked about our family we talked about our goals we talked about what we did and then uh i walked him to his job and uh, guys this is awkward as fuck because he went in to kiss me on the lips but since i lived in spain i was about to like i turned to do like a chick uh, like a cheek thing and i was like oh my god no this is not how i wanted this to end like it was supposed to be perfect but um after that happened that awkward like exchange i grabbed his hand and i pulled him in and i gave him like a kiss right in the middle of piccadilly uh circus piccadilly garden i think it was maybe what it's called piccadilly garden and like it was kind of like a movie because we were like making out and like everything around us became like blurry and it was like it was a total movie this whole thing was like straight out of a movie me and his little romantic fling and so um he then so that's how we uh like said our goodbyes and that's the last time i ever like really heard from him but it was perfect uh i didn't end up going out again that night uh and i went and saw like a couple of drag performances there was like this little mermaid weird thing um and it was cool like no nothing really special happened to me this time around um i did meet one other guy but i think actually that was the next time i went to manchester but anyways um this is a dedication to you Alyssa. it's your birthday it's either today or tomorrow and i wish you the happiest birthday happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear a happy birthday to you <laughs> and i love you and thank you so much for being such a great friend to me uh, that is my second story in Manchester. Manchester, take three. All right, so this story um, is going to take place almost exactly a year ago today, where it's, it's November 15th now, and um, this took place back november 17th i think is when i got to manchester and so this time we were going over to go visit our friend Alyssa for her birthday i think she was turning 22 it was uh when uh lindsay was with her in galicia she turned 21 i know she's young <laughs> makes me feel so old <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, Alyssa, it's, it's her birthday, and so we were gonna go and, like, surprise her and have, like, a good time. So, Lindsay buys, uh, her ticket. She texts me. She's like, get to Manchester. And I'm like, you don't gotta tell me twice. So, I couldn't leave until later because of my school schedule of when I was working. So, I, I take, I took, like, a night uh, airplane and they got there earlier uh, the people that were going to Manchester were Lindsay and her sister Kylie so Lindsay and Kylie are going to meet me in Manchester and we're gonna do a whole uh, like adventure with our good friend Alyssa who's from there because it's a birthday so 
I I am gonna make it super late there like no joke I my plane lands at like 11 and I have to be there by like 12 12 30 everyone's already at the club <laughs> and so I was kind of stressed out and uh the border control getting into the UK is crazy like it took me way too long it took me so long um I land in Manchester at 10 and I didn't make it to the clubs until 12 and I was going directly from the from the plane to the club you know me live in that live in la, la vida loca <laughs> and so I am um I get off of the, the plane and I'm like gotta go gotta go gotta go went through border control which sucked balls um they've never been really nice to me at the border the the UK people you guys suck <laughs> And so I finally make it through. Um, they, I am trying to figure out how to get to Manchester, the center. And I'm just kind of like, what are my options here? It was like 50 pounds to get down there from the airport using an Uber. And I was like, hell nah. Um, there was a little train that took you down. Um, and I was like, I'm going to have to take the train. I get down there. The next train is in an hour. And so I'm texting them like, hey, I'm in Manchester. I am. I just, no, actually, during this time, my phone wasn't working. That's right. I remember now. I had to call like um, Vodafone, which is the, the phone line that I was using there. I called the British one first and they're like, sorry, there's really anything, nothing we can do. And so then I had to call the Spanish one and they reset my phone. And that took 30 minutes. And everyone, like, as soon as they reset it, I got all these text messages like, where are you? What's going on? I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm at the airport. I'm waiting for my turn to come. It's not coming for another 30 minutes. And then, like, it's a 40-minute ride down to the center or something crazy like that. And so they're like, hey, yeah, don't worry. Uh, just get here as soon as you can. So I'm waiting for this train, and I'm walking around, and I I get bored. So I went and talked to, like, the cashier guy. And being just foreign, just being, like, having my accent in the UK is really nice because everyone's like, oh, where you from what you doing so i just like i can make conversation with anyone it's easy so i went and just talked to the cashier guy and then the train finally fucking arrived and then it had like a delay on it for another 20 minutes it was just kind of a horrible time trying to get into the city anyways i finally make it to the city uh i'm at the i'm at the manchester the, the center part and so i i need to walk over to the club that everyone's at I get to the club. At this point, no one's replying to me. No one's talking to me. I don't know what's going on. I'm calling Lindsay. I'm calling uh, Alyssa. No one is talking to me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, <laughs> and so I'm outside the club trying to get in. I have a bag. They won't let me in. I'm just like, I need to get in my friend's, my friend's birthday. And they're like, no, sorry. No, sorry. You can't come in with the bag. You have to figure out what you what you were going to do with the bag. I'm like, uh yeah i wanted to get in like is there like a coat check like no you, there's there's no way you can get into this club I'm like fuck these straight clubs honestly never again <laughs> never again will i go to another straight club and so i was just outside this this club for like an hour and no one's answering their phones no one's getting back to me and i'm like uh what am i gonna do so i grab my bag <laughs> and i start walking and i'm like i'm gonna go to the gay village <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do so i grab my shit and i go to the gay village and i go into gay they have a coat check i give them my my bag and give them a pound and i am good to go for the whole night okay 
It took me like an hour to get here. So it's like 1 a.m. The club's pumping. Everyone's having a good time. I am there like, oh my God, like this sucks. Like I have no idea where I'm sleeping tonight. I have no idea what's going on. So I go up to the roof and I feel like I feel kind of alone because I was supposed to be there for a birthday party. I was supposed to like have a good time with my friends. And um, it turns out that I was just alone here in Manchester. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to make the best of it. So I went upstairs into like the balcony and I was standing outside looking up out like into the distance. And some girl comes up to me and she's like, you have the most beautiful smile I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet of you. She's like, oh, you're American. And we just kind of spoke for like a couple like a couple hours, like a couple minutes, like maybe like 20, 30 minutes. And she was telling me how like I radiated. It was actually really nice. <laughs> this is why I love the city. And she's like, yeah, you, you like radiate like nice positive energy. Like it'd be really cool if we were friends. Um, never got her name, never got her like Instagram or anything. So I don't know who she is, but it was really nice to be able to, to talk to someone after, you know, I was planning on, um, hanging out with a friend anyway. So I'm out just out here clubbing at this point, And I went into like, I walked into another club and it was like, uh, someone's birthday and it was like, um, I walk in there and everyone just turns and looks at me like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, it's me, an American. So I just kept going around to different clubs. Um, there was one that, uh, they, when they started to close all the clubs, there was one that was open a little bit later. So I went to that one and I was dancing with everyone and they were playing like American boy, you know, um, will you be my American boy, American boy. And I was like, that's me. That's me. I'm the American boy. Yeah, me, me, me. And, um, this guy starts like grabbing my hand and we're jumping in a circle because um this guy and his group of friends weren't like following me around the whole night but they we just ended up like always running into each other and one of the friends was like super hot not the one that grabbed me and we danced around but he had a better attitude than his friend did <laughs> so me the guy that grabbed me and jumped around um he, we uh, just were dancing for a little while and then he comes in and says something in my ear and I'm like, sorry, what? And he's like, oh, you're not from here. And then grabs me, shows me, like, like pulls me over to his other friends and he's like, hey guys, this guy's American. And I'm like, oh my God. Hey, and I was like, I am American, what's up? And then his friend made like a joke they didn't understand and i was kind of like <laughs> i'm so awkward here why am i so awkward here this is awkward and then i went and danced with that guy again and then uh we separated and i and, and the club started to close down and it was like the last club open and it was like 3 a.m so i, I walk <laughs> downstairs out and leave the club and um, I walk to this little chicken place, like fried chicken place, like kebab chicken fried place. And I get myself like a chicken sandwich. It was big. I was surprised. Um, and I went and I sat like on this, this um, stoop, I would say. And I started watching just kind of people watching because I didn't know what else to do. Um, and so I'm people watching and um this guy comes out and he's yelling i've got to take a shit 
I'm cool to take a shit. And his girlfriend's like, you need to calm down. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm going to take a shit right here. And he goes like to the corner and she's like, no, you're not. And then he's like, no, I'm not. And <laughs> he like jumps in front of the car and, and like, is he's like some fucking wild guy. And he is just like, I'm going to take a shit over here. I'm gonna take a shit over here and I'm just kind of like eating my little chip. This is like a telenovela, guys. This is funny. So I'm eating like my food that's watching this happen and this old guy's just staring at him. And so this old guy goes up to the guy and the girl and he's like, Hello, you're right. And the guy that's like, No, I've got to take a shit. <laughs> and he's like, uh, you know, you know what I have? have something that's really good for this and and the guy's like what and the guy the old guy pulls out a whole bag of cocaine and i'm just like like ooh, where is this turning gonna take and his girlfriend's just trying to get like a, a taxi and he's he's like oh no i'm not interested in that and then his girlfriend grabs the taxi they put him in and then they leave and the old man is like upset because no one took his cocaine i was just kind of like damn that's that's sad that's a sad life ain't nobody want your cocaine no man ain't nobody want it <laughs> so he walks away there's this uh arabic guy that's been like eyeing me the whole time and eventually i look at him and I'm like do you want some of my food and so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes in, comes and eats some of my food and we talk. And he's like, then he leaves, right? He leaves and then comes back again like 10 minutes later. And he's like, okay, so I've thought about it and I've decided to let you suck my dick. And I was like, um, no, sorry, honey. <laughs> he's like, you, you don't, you don't want to suck my dick? And like, no, not really. Like that's not like the way to, to get someone to suck your dick he's like but, but like please i'm like no <laughs> no thank you and he was just kind of like in shock like that i wouldn't go suck his dick and i'm just like i'm not gonna like i don't know why after me giving you chicken and then you coming back and you stating that i you i was allowed to suck your dick that that is something that I would do. Like, I, I do not understand what his, like, like comprehension of the situation was. Because I, from my point of view, you should be sucking my dick. Because I gave him some chicken. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I do not understand this man. I do not know this man. If I saw this man on the street, I would not be able to know this man. I apologize to this man. <laughs> Shout out if you get the meme reference. Anyways, so he like leaves all bomb because I'm not gonna go suck his dick. And then I realize, fuck, I am still stuck out here. Like I have no nowhere to go. So I grab my stuff and I start walking. Just walking, 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 just looking around the city at night. And then there's like a glimmer of sunlight. Um, it's probably around 6 a.m. at this point. And I see McDonald's and I'm like, thank God. So I went into McDonald's because it was cold. It was November. And I, so I went into McDonald's and I had like a coffee and I just sat there. And then I called uh, my friend and, my, and she's like, hey, yeah, like she finally picks up. And she said, oh, just come over, just come over. So she gave me her address again. And I go over there. And I'm on my way over to her place. And I get there and I pass out for like 
eight hours. And then in the morning I wake up and she's like, I'm so sorry. I, there was just so much trauma that happened last night. And I'm like, oh, what happened? She's like, well, my boyfriend did this and this and that. And then I don't even know where Lindsay and her sister got off to and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't even get to see them. So apparently they didn't even run into each other that night. So they all showed up at different times to this club. Um, and uh, before or, or, or yeah, yeah, it showed up to different type club times at this club. Um, Alyssa, it was her birthday. She left first. Then it was uh, Lindsay and, and Kylie that left later and then I showed up when they were all gone <laughs> and so it was just a messy messy night later I found out that Lindsay and Kylie were just wasted they got locked out of their apartment their their little flat and they were eating pizza singing until that guy until the Airbnb host let them into the bedroom <laughs> because he like was listening to them sing on the hallway and he he didn't realize that he didn't give him the right key and so it was just kind of like a weird night for everyone anyways the next day uh i we went into these beautiful little christmas markets they are absolutely stunning um it has there's this big huge santa claus do you remember that in my last story where i got the haircut there was like a castle place well that that's where they put the big Santa Claus. That's where they were having the Christmas market. So we went into this Christmas market place. It was gorgeous. There was there was stars, honey. There was butterflies, wings. Um, if it would turn into a little like metamorphosis, and then like it came out crawl out of the shell, and like became a butterfly. <laughs> no, but this Christmas market was absolutely great. It was uh, uh, I think it was a German Christmas market is what they called it, but they had like strudel and all these different types of things. It was jam-packed full of people and it was the most beautiful christmas market i've probably ever seen filled with so many cool people and just um a lot of people wanting to talk and a lot of people wanting to meet i, I really do love this city uh after that we went <laughs> out uh to a club and um it was gay it was me Lindsay and Kylie. Uh, Alyssa was uh, not feeling to go out, so we didn't go out with her. Um, so we went out to GAY and we were like just all over the Canal Street because they love um, Lindsay and Kylie were love a good little uh, gay night out. And so we were out and about running around that cute little street and um, at one point of the night, Lindsay, I'm sorry. I know I know you're listening to this, but I have to tell this story because it is hilarious. So me and Kylie were just chilling and talking and we look over. Lindsay is making out with this tall blonde stallion of a woman. Lindsay is straight, but girl, she wasn't straight that night making out with that chick. And and I'm just sitting there like, oh my God. And then Kylie grabs her phone and starts recording her. And I'm just like, damn, like this is some some uh what's it called? Not backwash. Um black water oh my god guys i can't think right now but 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 you know when you use something against someone else mm. 
I'm sorry guys, I literally cannot remember this word. Chantaje in Spanish. Chantaje. Um, <laughs> uh, kind of like manipulating someone. Mm-mm-mm. It's not backwash. I'm sorry. Uh, not backlash either. Ah, I cannot believe I can't remember. Anyways, some serious chantaje. And uh, blackmail. There it is. Blackmail. <laughs> and so um, the, uh, we were just kind of like, dang, she got more action than me that night. It's crazy. And so uh, we went out. We got completely smashed, wasted. It was a good time. Then we, I went and stayed over at uh, their Airbnb so we didn't have to bother uh, Alyssa. And then they got all packed and left the next day. And I was still at Alyssa's place until Monday. And it was Sunday at this point. Since they got in Friday early and I had work that day. Um, and I left Monday because I don't, I didn't work Mondays at that point in my life. And so um, Sunday night, it was just me. Uh, Alyssa wasn't up to going out or doing anything. I don't think she had a really good weekend. Bless her heart. I think they broke up. Her and her boyfriend broke up on her birthday. Like it was, it was traumatic for her. So I, I just spent the rest of the time by myself. I met someone on Grinder, um, some Irish guy with a big penis. Actually, oh, I kind of skipped all of it, but like he was the most boring date I've ever had in my entire life. No joke, boring. I tr- I tried to have a conversation with him. I like I, me uh, and him did not click, but somehow we ended up sleeping together. Because why? Because we're a gay community. <laughs> so me and him. Um, it was, I was leaving Monday the next day, so it was Sunday night, and I stayed with him, and my friend, uh, Alyssa was worried, because I stayed out the whole night, and I, and she was like, are you okay, like, what's going on, and it wasn't until the next morning that I got back to her, and I was like, hey, sorry, um, I hung out with a guy, and I'm, I'm coming over to grab my things and say goodbye, and she's like, oh, okay, I, I, I figured you pulled, and aka pulled means that you got some action, or you like hooked up with someone from going a night out, so when you pull, you hook up with someone, British English, I know, look at me, look at her, look at her now, thank you Selena Gomez, <laughs> so I hooked up with some random Irish dude, he bought hella food too, I remember we were just like out. I was trying to have a conversation with him, but there was nothing there. It was no sparks, nothing. The sex was okay. Um, big penis. I don't. I'm not a big fan, guys. For me, size doesn't matter at all. I'm just letting you know. I actually prefer like a smaller to medium sized penis because uh, easier to handle. The only guy that I would like ever get with that had a bigger penis would be um liam because we were passionate um and but the only thing is he's a tool <sighs> guys this is my love life you have no idea i'm just like thinking back at all of this shit that happened to me <laughs> and i'm just like man why gotta be like that you know why gotta be like that sometimes um anyways yeah so i I hooked up with this guy. He bought hella food. He bought kebabs, like two kebabs, one for me, one for him, and then a whole pizza. 
like a whole pizza and I was and I was like do you want me to pay for any of it he said no 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 don't worry about it I got it I got it I'm like okay and well I only ate one piece of the pizza and only ate like one bite of the kebab like I wasn't hungry but he he bought food girl <laughs> he bought hella food and I was just kind of like okay cool and so we went back to his place and it was a pigsty no joke I felt like like, like, I don't know. I just didn't like it. It wasn't as good as uh, Liam. And at this point, Liam had ghosted me, so I couldn't, like, be like, hey, yo, I'm in Manchester. This is, like, go fucking at it again. It's unfortunate. But <laughs> the guy was fine. Um, we just, I still follow him on Instagram. And he's, like, dating a Spanish person. And they look happy. And I'm happy for them. <laughs> But unfortunately for me and him, our story was very short. Because after that night, I never really spoke to him again. It's just like, I think he liked me, but he was too boring for me. Uh, As you guys know, my life is pretty adventurous and I need someone to keep up with that. (laughs) And so I went and grabbed all of my shit um, back from my friend Alyssa's house gave her one more big hug happy birthday Alyssa and happy birthday Alyssa again I already sang it to you before but happy birthday and happy birthday back then gave her a hug uh grabbed all my things went to the airport and we made it back to Madrid and this is my Manchester story I hope you enjoyed it so I'm gonna go and grab my bucket and see what the next city is gonna be all right it looks like the next city is rome italy i'm excited to talk to you guys about this one because the first time i went to rome i was 19 and then the second time was for my 25th my 26th birthday so excited to talk to you about this and uh tune in next time love you guys